With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, it's the Bless You Boys podcast. We are live. Uh, we're not from the winter meetings. Well, one, our guest is from the winter meetings, but uh, uh, we uh, wanted to talk about uh, the latest doings at Major League Baseball's winter meetings. And we were hoping the Tigers would be doing something, but uh, no such luck so far. Regardless, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your host, Al Beaton. You know me as Big Al around the site, co-managing editor of Bless You Boys. Uh, Kurt was wanted to be with us today, but he's got some personal issues to take care of, so he will be with us on our live podcast tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, but we do have Hookslide. Hookslide, how are you doing today? It's awfully snowy here in West Michigan, so I'm uh, just trying to stay warm. Yes, and uh, and we're, we're we're trying to rack our brains here, trying to think of t- Tiger's topics to talk about because we're not doing anything. Nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm sitting here scanning Twitter all day long looking for anything, and the best there, there's just nothing. There's nothing on here. So. <laughs> exactly. But we do have a guest who is not in the snow, and you you know her quite well. She is, uh, as I like to call her, the enforcer of Bless You Boys, and uh, that's Allison Hagen, who's actually at uh, Major League Baseball's winter meeting. She actually spent the last week in Florida doing fun things at, uh, I believe, Walt Disney World. So, uh, Allison, how's things? I'm pretty good. I'm just here for the one day since I was here last week doing things with the kids and just mm-hmm. kind of relaxing and seeing my parents. But I'm here for the action last night and today, so and, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, have you seen any kind of exciting action so far hanging out in the uh, bars and lobbies? Um, I followed Brad Asmus around a little bit yesterday. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, last, just last night. Not just stalking, just kind of keeping an eye on around. things, yeah. Uh, well, I saw he was heading for the elevator, and I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as your boyfriend Craig said, uh, Brad Osmus has broken the curve when it comes to um, uh, comes to manager uh, handsomeness. So he is a very yeah, good looking man. Yeah. I mean, we all got to admit that. So, but uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously, though, nothing like last year's uh, infamous uh, Jim Leland forgetting to pay for a candy bar incident yet. Oh yeah, that no, that was Dallas. Yeah. Um, no, I d- I did see Jim last night, and I finally talked to him. Usually oh really? Got, yeah, he's usually. I mean, when, when he was a manager, he had throngs of people always trying to talk to him, and mm-hmm. I kind of caught him a little bit away from the, the where everybody was by the bar and things like that. And I just said hi. I kind of I kind of fan like acted kind of silly. I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But. Um, I said hi, and you know, thanks for everything you did for the team when you were managing and everything. Good luck with whatever they've got you doing now. And he said he he thinks that uh, Alcimus is up for the job. And I asked him, or Craig asked him, if mm-hmm. he's given him any pointers and everything, how to deal with all this stuff at the winter meetings. He's like, eh, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Apparently, he's comfortable with it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right, doesn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So he was. He was cool. He's just kind of wandering around. He he looks a little more dressed up than he usually does. I don't know if that comes with the front office job or what. But he's been he's been wandering around. I saw him a bunch last night and once today. So. 
Yeah, have you run, have you run across any other uh, Tigers luminaries while you've been there? <laughs> I don't know about luminaries, but <laughs> I, I CJ CJ Natowski ah. bought me a drink last night. <laughs> oh yeah, well he's quite the media maven at this point, so. Yeah, I just I don't follow him on Twitter or anything, but I know a lot of people do, and he's kind of he's kind of into a bunch of different stuff. And um, I was walking around with a friend, just kind of making the rounds, and she is a writer, my friend Emma, and he knows her, I guess. So we stopped yeah. and we were chatting with him for a while, and he happened to be standing like right by Brad Ausmus. So I'm like, okay, I'll park here. This <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> uh, have you have you run into any ex tigers? Um. Not really. Just, I mean, just him and you know, Elizabeth, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there. I haven't seen that many players. Um, it's mostly just been managers and stuff. I haven't noticed any players. I'm not sure okay. if anybody else has. But there's I just saw, um, Oh, I saw Jack Morris today. He's doing yeah. a bunch of TV. Well, there you stuff. go. He's, he's been milling around. Yeah, that's right. You you tweeted a picture of him with as you're harassing the MLB Network guys. Yeah, he he caught me taking a picture of him, but whatever. <laughs> He's used to it. Oh, geez. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, kind of move on to uh, well, the Tigers' agenda if they have one. We we thought they had one going into the winter meetings, and uh, Rob pretty much nailed it uh, in his post uh, this morning. I bless you, boys, uh, saying the Tigers should not overpay for Sinshu Chu. Uh, they do need to find a left fielder who is either an upgrade to Andy Dirks or who can at least be a platoon partner. Uh, continue to troll for useful bullpen arms. Do not trade any more useful pieces, specifically Cabrera and Verlander. And they really do need to explore any and all avenues for improvement via trade or free agency. Uh, you know, Hook Slide, I was hoping that there would be at least a little bit of nuggets of rumors involving the Tigers. Uh, and really all we're hearing so far is just speculation more than anything else. You know, uh, there's talk, there's always talk of Sinshu too. But all that's the Tigers are being linked to him only because they're looking for a left fielder. It really doesn't look like there's, well, as we can tell right now, there's no smoke to indicate there's fire between the Tigers and Chu. Uh huh. And, and right now you're just trying desperately to get me to say Shinsu Chu. Yes. That's hey, what's going on. There. There, there you go. I've practiced <laughs> for days. <laughs> so no, I think you're right. I think that the. Um, I mean, I haven't seen anything, certainly, you know, anywhere else that suggests that the Tigers are actively pursuing Chu. Um, it's an obvious match, I guess, to say you know, they need the left, well, need, maybe, want the left field platoon spot, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, we we all saw the same thing. Dabrowski said pretty clearly that they weren't going to be necessarily pursuing Chu. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said in the last podcast, I, I believe him. I believe that if the right offer presented itself, he'd take it. But I don't necessarily think that he's going to be actively pursuing that. Right. Uh, there are a couple other rumors going on right now. I won't call them rumors. I guess it's, again, just pure speculation at this point. I know Rob wrote about one of them this morning, and that is Matt Kemp. Uh, his agent is on record saying he expects the Dodgers to trade 29-year-old Kemp. Uh who, when healthy, he's one of the best ball players in the game. From uh, 2008 to 2011, he hit 290, 351, 496. That's an 847 OPS while averaging 28 home runs and 98 RBI. Obviously, he's coming off a couple, well, one really down year. Hit, uh, uh, 2012 was just as good, but it was injury shortened. And he was even more injury shortened last year, uh, uh, resulting in a career low OPS of 723. Uh, he's making over $20 million a year, uh, but his deal it looks kind of reasonable in comparison to some of the 
uh, recent uh, deals that went to Ellsbury and Canone that he'll only be 34 at the end of that contract. So, uh, Hookside, when it comes to Kemp, uh, do you think – I guess the problem with this deal as has been thrown out there is I don't think the Tigers have enough to get him. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. It's, he said he's got six more years left on that than that $20 million. Yeah, boy, who are they – who are the Dodgers even interested in yeah. you know, at this point to, that we would have to, to you know to, to make them interested in, in entering into that kind of a trade? Yeah, it's a nice idea, but wow, I don't know. Uh, Allison, do you have any uh, preferences as to what the Tigers could do in the outfield right now? Are you on the sh- on the Chu uh, bandwagon? I should say the Chu Chu train, or are <laughs> or do you think the Tigers would be better served looking for a platoon guy? Um. I'd be fine with with Chu, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I when I first heard that you know that he was an option, I was like, well, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's been platoon guys in the outfield on and off like forever, and yeah. it it is getting kind of tired because there's so many disasters, especially in like left field and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I think I'd be fine with it. I mean, they they freed up some money, so you know, Chu sounds good to me. With Kemp, like, yeah, I just saw. A little while before you called that mm-hmm. um, that he's supposedly available and whatever, and I was just like, for a second, I was thinking maybe, but no, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think happens. Yeah, it was. It's very tempting to say the very least, but at least with Chu, yeah. you don't have to worry about giving up players, and uh, and, and they're going to want a king's ransom for Kemp. That's pretty obvious. Uh, yeah. Chase Headley has also been thrown about out there, and he's a sell-low guy, uh, third baseman for the Padres, 29 years old. He had a great year in 2012, uh, hit 31 home runs, 115 RBIs, which is awesome for a third baseman, hit 286. But he slumped in 2013, uh, hitting only 250 with 13 homers and 50 RBI, which are still respectable for a third baseman. But uh, – this is this has only been thrown out there, guys, essentially because I don't I'm not sure everybody's completely confident about uh, Nick Castellanos. Uh, at least in the final year of his contract, uh, fairly reasonable eight and a half million bucks. So the Tigers might be able to get him uh, relatively cheaply compared to some of the other names we're throwing out there. I guess the problem is we're not sure if the Padres are willing to deal him. Uh, Allison, are you confident in uh, Nick Castellanos as a third baseman, or would you mind seeing the Tigers maybe explore a veteran option for another year? I'd be okay with. I think I'd be all right with it if they if they sign somebody for some someone reasonable. Yeah. Just to so they don't have to worry about it. But then again, it's like if you don't put them out there, when are you gonna? Yeah. Like I, so I I would be okay either way. I know that's kind of boring, but. <laughs> 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 I'd, yeah, I'd be fine either way. If it's somebody like Headley, wouldn't be a terrible option. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure if they are even looking to move him. Or uh, how do you feel on uh, on a possibility of looking for a third baseman? Looks like no, Allison said it exactly right. Yeah. There's, I'm not necessarily confident they're comfortable with with uh, Castellanos going out there. Um, but we haven't really had you know enough time to see him play. Um, I, I guess I'm a little more. It's not just the the offense, but the fact that when's the last time he played third base? Yeah. Um, so there's there's kind of a double whammy going on right there. But at the same time, like Allison just said, when, if not now, when are we going to get a chance to give this guy his at bats and his time in the field? When do we get to see what he is really, you know, capable of doing? And, and frankly, you, you, looking at that uh, that stat line for for Kemp that you you know were just talking about um, mm-hmm. from this year, right? Yeah. From 2013. Um, 
sorry, not Kemp, Headley. I yeah. said Kemp, um, but I meant Headley with that 250 average and the you know 50 RBIs and so on and so forth. Um, you know, do you think that that Castellanos could at least match that? And if he can, then what's the point in going off to get Headley? Yeah, uh, at a lot more expensive option and giving up some prospects to boot, likely. And yeah, if if Castellanos can't hit 250 with double digit home runs, then he's not the prospect that the Tigers have made him out to be. So that's a really good yeah. point. All right, uh, that pretty much covers the Tigers' rumors <laughs> and are pretty yeah. much made up at this point. Uh, as for Tigers' news, well, as I put in our show notes, there aren't any. There's no news. There Quit. Is Go to the no phone. There's no news at all. <laughs> You know, save for Allison. No, there's. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. There's, everybody's here. Everybody's here. Yeah. Like all of the Tigers, like front. I've seen everybody. I saw Al Kaline. I saw, um, what's his name? One of the athletic coaches is here. Um, Gillette, Gillette, whatever his last name is. Um, he's here. Just like everybody that works for the team is here. I've seen them all. Like I, a lot of teams don't send everybody and their mom to the winter meetings, but the Tigers pretty much always do. Mm-hmm. So it's like even if there is stuff going on, as is characteristic with Dombrowski, you don't hear anyway until right when it happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He he plays his cards so close to his vest. He doesn't even have the deck open at this point. And uh, that. And as we all remember, the the really big move the Tigers made in a winter meetings a few years ago was the Cabrera deal. And that really came out of nowhere uh, and all came, came together essentially in pretty much one night. So uh, I guess we do have to keep in mind it's the first day. Everybody just got there last night, and they're going to be around till Thursday morning. Thursday morning is when they're going to have the Rule 5 draft, which ends uh, the winter meeting. So we still have a couple of days of speculation, innuendo, and rumor, and hopefully the Tigers will at least be a little more involved in all that. But there was some uh, MLB news uh, today that we should really touch on, and uh, kind of dominating the cycle is uh, Roy Halladay. Uh, he's going to retire. Uh, came off an injury-wrecked 2013. The 36-year-old, 16-year veteran, uh, a two-time Cy Young winner, is going to sign a one-day deal with the Blue Jays, the, the team he came up with, and he's going then going to retire. Uh, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about how this affects the Phillies and possibly the Tigers in a, in a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you, Oak Five. I was kind of surprised to hear this going down. I thought Holiday was going to give it one more shot, but really, yeah, he's made a lot of money, and maybe he probably just decides that I don't want to go through the the hell that is rehab. Well, yeah, it's it's the Sandy Koufax move, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'd rather just uh, you know walk away from it now while I still have an arm. You know, and good for him. I think it's a smart move on his part. I thought it's kind of cute that they signed him to a one-day contract, but that's mm-hmm. uh, fun, fun times, though. Yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised that he didn't. It wasn't the Phillies, but you know, nobody. You know, what you know, what at this point, I always find these one-year, one-day deals to be kind of silly anyway, if you ask me. Oh, it's a nice tip of the hat, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, throw the uh, the Blue Jays fans a bone after he right. abandoned them for huge, huge money. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> And uh, the other news today was the Veterans Committee did make their Hall of Fame announcement. And uh, they did not elect – well, they kind of elected a player, but uh, it was all managers. Uh, Tony La Russa, uh, Bobby Cox, and Joe Torre were all unanimously elected to the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee. Uh, La Russa and Cox make it for their obviously great managerial careers. Uh, Torrey, who, who had a pretty darn good uh, career as a player, as a catcher and third baseman, he was the 1971 MVP in the, in the National League, 
uh, also made the Hall. I still probably is a combination of his play and managing career, but uh, I'm sure it's more towards his uh, managing career with him uh, running those great Yankees teams. So, uh, any surprises there, Allison? Uh, really, I think all three of these guys are no-brainers. Yeah, definitely. There's there's been a lot of people talking about how they wish that uh, Marvin Miller was in yeah. there, but I mean, everyone just that's one of those arguments that never stops being an argument. So I mean, but yeah, the the three guys that got in there are deserving, and it's cool that they're all here. I actually passed mm. by them in the hall. I was leaving the media area, and they were coming to come do some TV stuff together, mm-hmm. and they just had like swarms of people all around them because they're yeah. the only like super famous, easily recognizable guys that are here. Yeah, exactly. And, um, they all looked really excited wearing their, their little red and white jerseys and stuff, like walking around together. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on these guys? Uh, I guess the question would be, a hook slide, uh, do you think Jim Leland had a comparable career to those three? Oh, you asked me that question. I don't have any numbers in front of me to make an intelligent answer. Well, just answer. off the top of your head, you know, just thinking about it real quick. Um, I've made the argument in the past that I think he that he does have the Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, and, and I've compared him to some of the greats like Leo DeRocher and uh, Casey Stengel, Connie Mack, um, Earl Weaver, another one. And, yeah, I, I absolutely think he does, and I think he'll be there. Yeah, and I think uh, people tend to forget Joe Torre was not thought of as a very good manager at all until he happened to join the Yankees who were immensely talented. So, uh, it, you know, it's all about the timing more than anything else. And Jim Leland did get stuck with some lousy teams, but – uh, I, I'm with you there. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he deserves. He has his record. If you look at it, I think stands up pretty darn well with those three. And uh, I think we'll be talking about Jim Leland in a few years, uh, uh, being voted in by the Veterans Committee as well. Again, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I want to do want to bring up what Allison brought up, and that's uh, a great point on Marvin Miller, who uh, uh, he was a vote short of making it last year. He was six votes short this year. I, I'm without. I, I really think this is uh, hugely egregious on the part of the Veterans Committee to leave Marvin Miller out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, if there, there is no man who changed the face of the game more than Marvin Miller, who was the former head of the MLBPA, uh, who brought uh, during the 70s and 80s when uh, really the face of baseball changed altogether because of what he wanted. Uh, wanted his players essentially to have freedom. That he his work is what created what baseball is today. Essentially, free agency. Uh, you know, he got rid of the reserve clause, things like that. Um, you know, yeah, I you know, throwing the word slavery around as some people do when it comes to how players were treated. You know, back in the, pretty much before the seventies, uh, it's overstating things a little bit. But they really were limited in the amount of power they had and the choices they made. You know, they it was literally. Here's the contract. You sign it, or you're not going to play baseball. You know, you can just sit uh, because uh, the owners held uh, the rights to the player pretty much in perpetuity until they traded him. So Marvin Miller changed all that. And Hookslide, I think that man should be a no-brainer into the Hall of Fame. No, if you agree or disagree with how baseball has changed since he came on the scene, you cannot deny that he made an impact on the game, a bigger right. impact than very a lot of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame right now. Exactly. No, he gets he gets the points just for changing the landscape. I think disagree or agree or whatever. I what I find kind of curious is the what you just mentioned that he was what did they say a vote away from getting it. Yeah. And then and then that's he seems to be getting further away. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. You you two can give me your take on that. Why why is he getting further away? 
Uh, yeah, Allison, let me ask you, uh, bring that up to you. Do you think it's just that there's a, there's a portion of Major League Baseball who thinks he was evil and changed baseball the way it's sh- from the good old days? I don't know. I I like I would like to think that it, this year, you know, he lost some votes just because of mm-hmm. the three that got it. Like right. they were. I I feel like it's a distraction thing. Like, oh wait, but these guys, mm-hmm. you know, these new faces. Like we have to put them in because they're still around and right. you know that kind of thing. Like I feel like maybe that's what it was, and maybe next year, you know, it'll go in the right direction. Yeah, and I agree. It really is the right direction to get Marvin Miller in. And I hope Alice is right. It's just that they wanted to get the three managers in. But there's there's really no excuse to leave Marvin Miller out. It's, it, But I'm sure there is a faction in baseball who think that he created a monster that changed baseball for the worse and all the, uh, the, you know, the, the good old boy type thing. But uh, uh, I wish the way it was it used to be when guys were making – Twenty thousand dollars a year, and they could take it or leave it, you know, and, uh, which is ridiculous considering how much money uh, baseball rakes in nowadays. And a lot of reason the money is raked in because of the changes Marvin Miller uh, asked baseball to make. And if not for him, there would not be, I think, owners uh, having uh, teams that are worth billions of dollars or players making hundreds of millions of dollars. So it was a win all around, I think, for everything he did. Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time understanding who in their right mind or who on, you know, on this voting board would be making any attempt to keep him out and why. Yeah. I mean, are we really – I mean, what am I trying to say here? That the, the, the people that he may have impacted negatively mm. at the time, are they even still around? I mean, is, yeah. <laughs> is it the fact that people aren't voting for him because we've we've crossed so many generational lines now that people don't even know who he is? Yeah. So that's – you know, you see his name on the ballot and say, well, who's that? You know, yeah. at least I know Tony LaRusso. Yeah, and for our younger listeners, if you've never, if you're not familiar with the name Marvin Miller, I highly suggest you do a little research. You will be amazed at what baseball once was and compared to what baseball is today. And it's all—I won't say all, but the great majority. Because there were players that made sacrifices too, like Kurt Flood, uh, Andy Messerschmitt, guys like that, mm-hmm. who really forced the issue. But it was all much because of uh, Marvin Miller. So we, I, I'm glad we're all in agreement. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. All right, there is a few uh, rumors floating around that don't involve the Tigers. So we'll just kind of run through these real quick, and uh, I don't know if we have a heck of a lot to say about them because, unfortunately, they don't affect the Tigers. Uh, the Angels are looking for pitching. They're dangling outfielder first baseman Mark Trumbo. Uh, I don't really think he is a uh, fit for the Tigers. I think realistically, yeah, he's a first baseman. He's not an outfielder, and he's a DH, and the Tigers have a DH right now. So I think, again, it's all about pitching. And hopefully that's the thing. I think most of these uh, rumors we're hearing are teams looking for pitching, and the Tigers just traded away their their chess piece. Right. They don't have anything left to deal, I don't think, at least not anything that somebody would be interested in, although I do hear we have a really up-and-coming prospect in the name of uh, Robbie Ray. (laughs) Yeah, let's just flip him. (laughs) We want pitching. We have this highly regarded uh, prospect. That's right. (laughs) Let's see how well Dombrowski can sell him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, another, the Rangers are still looking to make some moves. Looks like uh, they would need to have their sacks blown off, but they could deal shortstop Elvis Andrus. Um, the Cubbies are shopping uh, starting pitcher Jeff Samarza. Uh, the Rays, and without no one's surprise, are at least entertaining offers on uh, the 2012 Cy Young winner David Price. Uh, teams are also supposedly trying to pry starting pitcher Chris Sale away from the White Sox. That's never going to happen unless, you, you know, it's... You, it, it, he Talk about a guy who gets you a ridiculous amount of riches. 
Chris Sale would do it. And uh, incumbent first baseman for the Marlins, Logan Morrison, looks beyond the block. The Marlins have signed his replacement in Garrett Jones. Again, essentially one role player switched out for another. You know, it's just but other than that, Logan Morrison is popular on Twitter. So I think that if anybody would want him, that's why. So again, guys, they're, uh, Allison, there's really not much to report here. No, you, not really. It's it's been kind of quiet. Yeah, are so you far. getting any kind of buzz when you've been on the uh, in the lobby or anything like that, or or just no, guys? No, not really. <laughs> I'm sorry? It's just guys drinking, essentially. Let's say, Allison, if you're well, not picking up a buzz, are you buzzed? <laughs> no, not during the day. It, that doesn't happen so much during the day. And after about four or so, people will actually be in the bar to drink right now. The bar is like an extra place for people to pick up food during the day. But, ah. um, yeah, no, a lot. I haven't really, you know, I sat down a couple of times. Just I do that a lot. Like, I'll just sit and listen if there's somewhere to sit. And right. sometimes on the floor. <laughs> and I haven't like heard anybody's name a bunch of times or anything like that. Like I walked past a few people ta- that were talking about Elvis Andrews and stuff like that, but they were just kind of like commenting on the fact that somebody tweeted about it. You know, it right. wasn't like serious stuff or anything. I I think it seems like this particular winter meetings is just a little bit slow getting going. Yeah, it, it, and it only takes one team to kind of tip the dominoes, one team to make that move. And uh, right now our fingers are crossed that someone's going to do it. So Because we're going to try and do this the next three days. So, <laughs> But uh, uh, obviously there will, should be at least more to talk about, hopefully, in regards to the Tigers, at least you know, maybe fresh rumors. Well, there is kind of a fresh rumor, which will uh, kind of lead us into the last segment of today's show as we have some questions from Twitter uh, I, I don't know. Luckily, unluckily, we don't have uh, any callers today. I, I'm probably thinking luckily because I was expecting a Baba Boomy caller. But uh, uh, let's go through some of the Twitter questions we have before we wrap it up. All right. Uh, actually, we uh, we got kind of the same question from uh, from uh, two uh, two of our listeners, uh, Lion Lenny at Lion Lenny on Twitter, and also David. He's uh, Admiral Irish. It looks like Inrish on Twitter. Uh, trust me, it's it's something like that. But it's David. And they're both interested in the recent rumor about Dominic Brown of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Jeff Passan put out a report this afternoon saying that the Phillies are dangling their all-star outfielder. Uh, he's 25, really had his breakout year this year, uh, hitting, uh, I believe, in the mid-280s, over 20 home runs, over 80 RBI. And this is one of those sell-high kind of moves. And the Phillies are kind of forced to make a move because of they weren't expecting Roy Halladay to retire, obviously, because they want to get a starting pitcher in return for Dominic Brown. Uh, as we said, Hookslide, I you know they're both asking, do the Tigers have uh, something to get him? Uh, to be honest, I don't think they do. No, I, I can't think of a single. Well, the, the way the one fresh the question was phrased is, uh, who who could we give up to not one of our five starters? Yeah. And, and I'm still looking at the at what's left and saying, well, certainly not from the bullpen because you know they, the Tigers are kind of in dire straits there anyway. It's not yeah. like there's a you know a huge amount of depth that we can just start dealing, you know, people out of the bullpen. So I mean, who's who's really left that's going to interest you know the Phillies at that point? Again, there's there's always Robbie Ray. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only pretty much the only option. He's suddenly become the Tigers' top pitching prospect, which kind of says a lot about what's going on at Double A AA and Triple A right now because there are no real. 
Uh, yeah, Jose Alvarez. I mean, come on, you know, that's not going to get you a guy like that. So, Allison, were you going to say something? Oh no, sorry, the hotel room door next to me slammed. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep that door sorry, locked. This, the doors here is. Yeah, they're really noisy out there. <laughs> Ninety seconds. All right, so. Uh, Obviously, this podcast is going to cut off shortly, but we're going to continue to record as we wrap up this podcast. You can hear the end of it uh, if you download it. So let's get to these questions real quick, and we'll call it an afternoon. So as we're only anticipating about going a half hour. So uh, they're asking, uh, Lionel Lenny also asked, Nelson Cruz hook slide. Do you think there's anything there? No. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, we had a question about the about the Rule 5 uh uh, the Rule 5 draft, I have no damn idea. I don't think any of us do because we're not really minor league prospects. I mean, minor league prospect, prospect heads, I guess is the best way to put it. So, yeah. And uh, also we had someone ask about uh, Matt Kemp and Andre Ethier. Uh, that was uh, Wade Kenhart. Wade for fun on Twitter. Uh, uh, Hookslide, do you think we have anything that would take to get either one of those guys from the Dodgers. Nope. Yep. Same question that we talked about earlier with Kemp. I just I don't see that what we've got that would uh, that would interest them. Yeah, and that's the problem, guys. They're, the Tigers pretty much gave up their big trade pick for Robbie Ray. I mean, the, uh, Fister was it, you know. And I really don't see them trading one of the big five starting pitchers now. And as as Hookslide said, there isn't a lot of bullpen guys that can. Uh, will make up the difference in a trade like this. So it's Robbie Ray or bust, and I don't think Dave Nabrowski is going to trade Robbie Ray. So, all right, guys, I think we can wrap up the podcast because there really is not much else to talk about, at least at this point. We're going to do this again tomorrow. Allison is going to be headed on her way home, so hopefully we will have Kurt back with us tomorrow. But Hookside will be here as well. So, Allison, where can they find you on Twitter if you end up uh, live-tweeting any more uh, Brad Osmus sightings? Um, at no run support. Of course. And guys, do follow it. Alice is having a lot of fun down there. Just the pictures alone are worth it. So follow no run support on Twitter. It's, uh, there's some entertaining stuff going on down there at Allison is catching. Uh, Hookslide, where can they find you? At Hookslide BYB. And of course, you can find me, Big L BYB, on Twitter. At Big L BYB on Twitter. All right. That, that pretty much wraps up the show. So I appreciate it. Uh, uh, the questions from Twitter. Again, we'll, we'll set this all up again for tomorrow. We'll have Kurt with us as well, as long as things have settled down in his life. And hopefully we'll have more news to talk about when it comes to the Tigers. And I also make a point to set this up to go for an hour rather than 30 minutes. So <laughs> live and learn. Like I said, we're going to have a few bumps on the first podcast. But, uh, again, uh, let's wrap it up. And uh, I really appreciate all the help we've had from everybody on Twitter and Facebook and all the other places for questions. So keep them coming, and we're going to do this again tomorrow. So, until this time tomorrow afternoon, this is Al Beaton saying, well, good afternoon, along with Allison Hagen. See you later. And Hookslide. See you tomorrow. And thank goodness we don't have Kurt saying something like Farvik Nugan to answer. <laughs> 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 we'll have him do it tomorrow on the next Bless You Boys podcast. That's good advice. Thanks, big fella. <laughs>